Welcome to the Beyond Barriers podcast. If you're an ambitious woman who wants to dominate your career, then you are in the right place. This podcast is co-hosted by Nikki Barua, digital innovator, serial entrepreneur, author, and speaker. And Monica Marquez, ex-Googler, diversity expert, and senior corporate leader. From inspiring stories to cutting-edge strategies, you'll learn how to develop the skill set, mindset, and tool set to get future-ready fast and accelerate your success. Hi, I'm Nikki Barua, your host for today's episode. Do you have clarity about who you are outside of your profession? Do you know your core values, what you stand for, and what lights you up? When you're really driven, you can get caught up in this never-ending cycle of achievement and completely lose sight of what truly matters, your connection with your own self and your connection with others. In this episode, our guest, certified life coach and relationship expert, Irene Abu, shares why meaningful connections are key to a fulfilling life. Irene is the creator of the Happiness Within Reach program, which coaches ambitious women to open their hearts to self-love while forming deep and meaningful connections with others. Irene has helped hundreds of women get reacquainted with their personal and professional desires, and she supports them to take action despite their fears. Her mission is to remind women of their indisputable worthiness and capability of creating the extraordinary life that is their birthright. Irene provides expert insights into patterns that can cause successful professionals to struggle in their personal relationships and what they can do about it. Irene also shares her perspective on the power of connection and how even 40 seconds of human interaction can change your day. Visit imbeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources in this episode, including the best way to get in touch with Irene. Hi, Irene. Thanks for joining us today. Um, so right off the bat, I'm going to tell you this. Um, you're not our typical guest, but there's a reason I really wanted to have you on the show is because what you teach about and what you're an expert in is something so important for our listeners to learn about right now. And I thought you would bring a wealth of wisdom and perspective during this very difficult time. So I'm super excited for us to have this conversation. So let's dive right in and tell our audience what you do. Hi, Nikki. I'm so, so happy to be here with you. So I am um, an ICF certified relationship coach. Um, so basically, I work with, um, my work focuses on teaching ambitious uh, women, the foundational skills of growing their self-worth and their confidence so um, they can integrate a more holistic approach to success. Hmm. So it's not all about um, the bottom line, how much we can produce, you know, how much can we actually get done at the end of the day. It is that, but it's also integrating you know, how are my relationships? Am I feeding my soul? Am I growing my mind? Am I getting enough exercise? So it's, it's integrating all of those parts mm-hmm. so that we can feel whole and not like burning the candle at both ends and working 15 hour days and not seeing our kids or not having time, you know, to even find a new man or a new woman or yeah, that's, that's what it, what it's all about. Kind of going from, um, productivity measures my self-worth to feeling alive measures my self-worth. I love that. That's such a powerful way of describing that because 
for most people that are very achievement-oriented, productivity and not wasting time and constantly being on the go becomes the de facto way of being. And you sort of lose touch entirely with, you know, that feeling of fulfillment and your joy in that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did you find your way into this uh, career path for yourself? (sighs) So I would say, I would say it all started with uh, my own personal dark night of the soul. Um, I, I went through a a pretty difficult um, period when I was younger of depression and anxiety. And um, it was so bad that it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it was at that point where I realized, oh my God, I know what I want to do. I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want to help every woman that I can find to never go through what I'm going through. Mm. I wanted to, to, to listen. I wanted to push them forward. I wanted to empower them so that they never have to feel the pain that I was going through as, mm. as a young woman. It was, it was really rough, but it was also like, it was magic because it, it brought me to what I really wanted to do. That's beautiful. Very purpose-driven that uh, your own darkness and uh, challenges led you to find a way to bring light to everybody else. So tell, tell us about happiness within reach. So what are some of the core beliefs that led to it and how do people um, get their transformation through it? Okay, so Happiness Within Reach was founded um, after I had spent 12, 13 years in the corporate world, Mm -hmm. and um, I was getting really burned out and really exhausted and making a lot of money, but I was spiraling down because I didn't have time to see my children. I, I I couldn't be with my husband. I was more out of the state than in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a publicly held, held company at the time. So I had to keep the numbers really, really high. Mm. Um, and finally, I was just like, I, I can't even do this anymore. I called my mom. What do I do? She's like, you know, I heard of this new thing. It's called uh, life coaching. And maybe you could check it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll check it out. So I did some research. I found um, this amazing man in San Francisco and we were doing coaching sessions over the phone and I'll never forget. He said to me, Irene, I understand that you hate what you're doing right now professionally, but what do you want to do? And I said, well, I want to do exactly what you're doing, but I can't go back to college for like 50 years. Mm -hmm. And he changed my life. He was like, what are you talking about? You can go to a life coach training school, the best one that there is. It's called Coach You. Because you're still working during the day, you can do it in the evenings and on your own time. And eventually you will be able to become a certified coach. And that was it. That changed my whole life. I saved enough money to to help my, my husband with the expenses for a year. So I made sure that that was okay. Like the money was there and that my husband wouldn't wouldn't be Mm -hmm. struggling trying to support us. And um, it took me about a year and a half. And then I launched Happiness Within Reach. And the whole premise of it is to 
I, I find that it's the more ambitious, professional-driven, kind of controlling, not controlling, but they like to have control women, right, mm-hmm. um, that have a hard time kind of letting their hair down and, and getting to know who they really are so that someone else can know who they really are and, mm-hmm. and removing that armor, right? Um, and those are the women that started gravitating towards me and they were having some, some relational challenges. Their professional life was on par. It was, it was great. They actually taught me a lot about business, <laughs> but relationally they were having a lot of trouble. Um, they were very much in their masculine mm-hmm. and um, they didn't really know how to receive, how to allow things to come to them, how to, um, just exhale and breathe and do things to, to that, first of all, identify what they loved and who they were and what they really desired besides, you know, the professional drive. So that's really, um, that's really what I work on with my clients. Where were you when I needed you? <laughs> oh, I'm right here. <laughs> I mean, what you're Apparently you were res- in the same city. <laughs> right. You know, it's so much of uh, what, uh, you know, my early years used to be about exactly what you described. And it took such a massive transformation to get to the other side of it and get in touch with yourself. And uh, it really does open up a whole new world and you open Completely. yourself up not only to connection with yourself, but to other people as well. Um, so I, I relate to that completely. And um, I have to say, I know so many successful women that are my peers or colleagues that struggle, uh, that are doing extraordinarily well in their professional life, but they're struggling with their personal relationships. And they're either single or they're divorced or they're really struggling to make it all work, you know? Yeah. What's your advice to ambitious women who want the achievement? They don't want to take a back, you know, step back in that, but they also desire fulfillment. I think they, I don't think, I know that the first place that they need to investigate is, um, coming back to themselves and really taking the time every single day, even if it's 20 minutes a day to, you know, take, take some time, breathe quiet and listen to what your heart and listen to what your soul is desiring because we don't allow our bodies to talk to us because we are in this constant go, 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 produce, produce, make money, make money. And that's great for making money, but it's not so great when um, we don't know how to uh, relate to ourselves, which makes it even harder to relate to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all about identifying your core values, first and foremost, core values, I would say, and um, core desired feelings, because our core desired feelings are what drives all of our behaviors. Every single thing that we do is to have a feeling. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us are out of touch with that. That makes so much sense. So even when we're chasing um, recognition 
or achievement, you know, in some ways there's a desire to be loved or accepted. Um, that's really the feeling that we're going after and it shows up in different ways and it's important to balance it so that it becomes uh, a more integrated, a more healthy way of going after it. Absolutely. What are some of the I think about patterns that you see? You know, you work with a lot of extremely successful women and um, you guide them through their life and love and all of that. What are some of the most common patterns that you see? And, um, you know, what advice would you give to others based on that? Um, I think the, the biggest pattern that I see is they don't, um, their schedule is packed like minute to minute. They actually don't give themselves any time mm. for themselves. So especially funny enough, especially the single women, um, it's almost like they're running away from themselves because, you know, once when we give ourselves time to reflect and to really ask ourselves like, okay, what's missing in, in my life? What has been my relational patterns, ro romantic patterns? What keeps happening? What, what have I learned from my past relationships? Those are really hard questions to ask and they can trigger some big emotions. Um, and it's, it's not, they're not comfortable to kind of sit in. So the pattern that I see the most often happen is, you know, once they, they finish work, they come home, they take a shower, they go to the gym, they come back. And then, you know, their whole day is, and, and night is packed. Mm. And even on the weekends, they're going away, they're traveling a lot, they're going on hiking trips. I mean, these women are healthy, they're adventurous, they're, they're so inspiring. Like, I'm so blessed to be doing what I do, but I think that they give themselves zero self-care time mm -hmm. and self-love time and self-reflection time. I think the time is a big, big deal. What do you think is at the root of not doing that? Do you think there's a certain level of fear Yes. It prevents them from just being with yourself? I do. I think that um, I would say a lot of the women that I work with um, have what we call an avoidant attachment style. So these are people that really um, on the inside desire connection with with others and, and want to form a bond. But as soon as somebody gets a little bit too close, you know, they have this kind of invisible um, wall. And if someone tries to penetrate it too much, they start to feel suffocated. Mm. And they start to feel scared that someone's going to try and take away their independence. And their independence is what's most important to them. And that's the big fear. And until they can understand that um, it's a cycle and they're going to keep repeating it, just like people that have um, anxious attachment style, they're more the needy ones, love me, please be there for me. They're also going to keep repeating that until mm -hmm. they realize uh, what this cycle is. I do a lot of work um, and I'm happy to send you the, the link of how to... Uh, 
identify your relational cycles. Mm-hmm. It teaches a lot about the attachment styles, uh, and it could be it could be interesting for your listeners if they feel like they're they keep going. Yeah, we, we should using the same guys website. or women. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, what is the one thing from a relationship perspective that you think? would help women in particular excel both in business and their personal life? I would say learn about who you are. Get curious about who are you outside of your profession? Mm. What, what, what means the most to you? What lights you up? What gets you excited to wake up in the morning? Like we don't even ask ourselves those questions because we're like robots. We're just like, going and going and going and going. And then we just crash and we have no idea. Like we're so different from 30, you know, from 20 to 30 to 40 to 50. We're completely different women. Mm -hmm. And we need to continuously ask ourselves like, what do I want right now? Even when you're married, we should be asking ourselves like, what would what are some new wedding vows I, I want to, I want to add? What, where am I in my life right now? What are my, what are my dreams right now? And how, how can we get those together? But getting curious about who you really are authentically mm-hmm. at your core, at your core. I would say, um, given the situation we're currently in with the pandemic, it's forced a level of, um, stillness and isolation for everyone, even if you're sheltering in place with the family or if you happen to be all alone, it's forcing a level of reflection for everyone. And what you're describing in terms of get curious about yourself, it's a great opportunity to do that. Um, you know, but there's also people that are currently stuck in a situation where they're really struggling with the isolation, you know, the aloneness of being um, stuck at home. You cannot really connect, you know, the physical distance, but also with um, just a complete left turn on our lives. What guidance can you provide to someone who's really struggling with this situation? They're single, you know, they are isolated and they don't know how to cope. I think first and foremost, I would say make sure that you're moving your body every single day. Um, Loneliness is an epidemic in the United States. It's one of the biggest epidemics. As a matter of fact, they say uh, that feeling lonely is just as detrimental to your health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It's, it's really, really bad. So um, movement of our body, uh, exercising, even just 20 minutes, 25 minutes a day is going to increase the serotonin in our brain and in our gut, the dopamine and the norepinephrine. That is just going to lift our spirits. Okay, so that's what I would say number one is. And number two, make video dates. Because seeing someone in person, being able to look into someone else's eyes, literally changes the chemistry in our brain. When I see you and you're smiling, Mm -hmm. I reflect what you're doing and I will smile too. It's We are the reflection of the people that are in front of us. So I would say reach out 
join women's circles. There's, um, there's some amazing women that uh, even once a week they're on and they talk about, Glennon Doyle is one of them on Instagram. So she's great and she's loving and she's like a mommy. Mm-hmm. You know, she just wrote the book Untamed. I highly recommend it. Um, but really start reaching out to your family, start reaching out to your friends. Even if you can't do the FaceTime thing, listen to someone's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're, if you're in an area where it's not too cold and, and you can take walks, pay attention. Look at people that you're passing. Say hello. Smile. Um, one thing that I started doing with my son um, is we do gratefulness um, love notes. So if you think of two people in your life that have, have made a really big difference in your life, you literally, you just sit there and you write them a letter, like a handwritten letter mm-hmm. um, of why they are important in your life and how you miss them and a little bit about what you're going through. You put a stamp and you mail it. Science has proven that an act like that can lift your spirits from four to eight weeks. Wow. It's big. It's big. Just paying attention to others and, and lifting other people is going to lift your own heart and make you feel better. That's beautiful. Don't isolate. Whatever you do, don't isolate. You don't have to be isolated because we're physically isolated. Mm-hmm. So there's Stay one kind contact. of isolation because someone might be by themselves. There's a different kind of isolation where you're with someone that you don't feel connected to. Or uh, a different kind altogether might be being a parent and your life is so much about your family or your kids that you've lost touch with yourself. So you're, again, isolated from yourself, right? Yep. What about that? (laughs) How would you describe that? Those mommies. Oh, my God. Kudos to the mommies because that is – I am a mommy of two and – and I have been there and I am there still sometimes today with all the work that I've done. Um, it's really, really, really important if you can do this. I wake up at five o'clock every single morning because I know that that is the only time that I'm going to have where no one's going to be asking me to do something, where no one's going to need me, where I'm not going to feel guilty that I'm not attending to others' needs, right? Mm -hmm. So waking up an hour before the kids, even an hour before your spouse, and just taking that time to ground, to read a book that's inspiring, to do some uh, mindful meditation just, just listening. Uh, Tara Brock is amazing. Her podcast, just listening to her. Mm-hmm. 15 minutes, just come back to yourself. Come back to your soul. Ask yourself questions. That's the most important thing. Like, what do I need right now? Mm-hmm. What is my body needing? What is your body feeling? Where is it out of alignment? If, if you really sit there in, in quiet and in peace your body will tell you. Sometimes it's your heart. Sometimes it's your belly. Sometimes it's your back. It's needing love, and it will tell you that it needs love. You just have to be a little bit more silent and, and open to hearing what it needs. Don't you think sometimes really- that people are afraid to ask those questions because they're fearful of the answers that might come out? Absolutely. But... If you don't ask yourself the questions, isn't that such a bigger price to pay? 
Mm-hmm. Isn't, isn't your fatigue and your overwhelm and your, your being reactionary when really we could be responding, isn't that so much worse? Yeah. So true. So true. Um, when you think about um, why women struggle with self-worth, and you help so many people with that, with self-worth and confidence in the important work that you do. What is at the core of those issues, especially considering that for your um, audience, your clientele, they're all extremely high achieving, very successful women. And in most cases, you know, very dynamic, charismatic personalities as well. They have the uh, the successes, the wealth, the fame, all of that to show for it. And yet there's this gap of self-worth and confidence. Where does that yeah. come from? You know, I've been asking myself the same question for years and years and years. And um, I do sometimes coach men and I am blown away by how confident they are. If I were to compare the same amount of skill with the man and the women, the man will be like, I got this. He's going to go for it. He's going to, and the woman is going to hold herself back. She's going to make herself small. She's going to make herself more quiet. She's going to wait until she's night. She has 90% of the qualifications before even like sending out her resume. Right. I don't really know where that stems from, but I think it's probably the Western civilization, the patriarchal way of thinking like the men should be even though you know it's a different world I think in our gut women still believe that they should be quiet and they should be softer and they should be more understanding and allow others to take the lead Mm -hmm even when they have everything that they possibly could need, they have the education, they, they have the, the time spent, you know, the time invested and they've been in, in corporations. It's something that I, I still cannot pinpoint, but I think it's, I think we're still in our gut program to feed others to do for others, to put mm-hmm. others in front of us. And I don't really have that answer completely yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, s- s- a cross between evolution and socialization, right? How you're conditioned from an early age of what girls do versus boys do. And then they grow yeah. up to be, you know, women that are questioning their self-worth and men that are seizing opportunity and no amount of skill or bank balance is going to change that unless you change it from within. That's true. And what's, what's really interesting is um, there is scientific research that tells you that confidence is more of a predictor of professional success than competence. Mm-hmm. So it is really important that we work on it, <laughs> that we, that we yeah. get our get that we get there, right? Right. Because it's really going going to drive our professional success. And as a matter of fact, it's going to drive our relational success too. Mm. Because both men and women are attracted to confident people. 
Right. What are some very specific um, strategies or techniques that you would guide our listeners on in regards to growing their confidence? Do it scared. Do it scared because bring your body where it's supposed to be. Like think of AA, right? Just bring your body where it's supposed to be. Have the willingness to try. Take that one step, fail forward and repeat. That's all you have to do. Mm. It's okay. You don't have to get to the very end, but at least have the willingness to try and get your body where it's supposed to be Mm -hmm. and do one step, one little step. And if you fail, great, because the more times you fail, the more confidence you're going to build and the more you are going to be closer to succeeding. It's mm-hmm. like we stop ourselves from even trying and we never get anywhere because we have to fail to succeed. We have to keep failing. Right. The failing is, is what's going to lead us to the, to the success. So make a big problem smaller. Start with that one tiny step and just one keep going. tiny step. Every day, one tiny step towards your goal mm-hmm. and keep remembering that failing is a million, it's a hundred percent part of the process. You have to fail. If you don't fail, you're not going to succeed that mm-hmm. because that means you and didn't you're probably try. not taking big chances either. If you're just absolutely a failure and you're not even trying a hundred percent, not a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so I want to go a slightly different direction. Um, when it comes to relationships, I've observed a pattern where some of the most extraordinary women that I know seem to get caught up in really toxic relationships. Mm. You know, the wrong boyfriend, you know, the abusive husband, or um, just not healthy relationships. And yet they've got everything else really buttoned up, totally in control. Everything's going great. And then there's this one part of their lives that are frankly a hot mess and they don't want to talk about it. And it's, you know, just ignored. Why do you think that even happens? How does someone have it so well put together in one part of their lives that is almost ignoring the obvious in another part? That goes back to childhood trauma. And I believe that we all have it. We all have some form of childhood trauma. And the way we related to our primary caregiver as a child between the ages of, believe it or not, even when you were in your mother's stomach, even when you were in your mother's stomach, you started to feel. If she was feeling stressed, you were feeling stressed. Mm. Um, To six years old, this is when we start creating all of our limiting beliefs. Six years old. And at 65, 70, 80, a lot of times if you're not doing the inner work, you're still going to have the same limiting beliefs. Mm. And that is why these women find themselves in these relational loops. Because they have a belief that things are supposed to be a certain way. They have a belief that they're business oriented, which maybe that means for them that they don't really know how to, you know, relate to 
significant others and they kind of mm-hmm. let maybe they let them take their lead or a lot of times they don't even allow themselves to to get close enough to um let someone else in right so it's always surface it's always like things don't work out because the other person doesn't even have the chance to get to know who they really are mm. yeah so that's that's that goes back to self um awareness self-awareness, understanding who you are, what you want, what's important for you, um, and creating boundaries. That's another big, big one for that. Where are your boundaries? Why are you accepting crumbs? Mm -hmm. Why? It's your limiting beliefs, and that's what we need to work on. How how do you guide uh, women in finding the right significant other or partner? The first thing that I do with my clients is um, I will work on their love blocks. What are the main areas? They're going to write down all of their past relationships, their their important relationships, Mm -hmm. and they're going to start isolating and and with this, they're going to start to notice a pattern. Okay. What happened in this relationship? What happened in that relationship? What would my part, my ex-partner say I could use a little bit of help on? That's mm-hmm. a really good question because nine times out of 10, you're going to see that all five of them or all three of them would have said the same exact thing. Wow. You are keeping me at a distance. You are not letting me in or you were too needy, right? It's, there's always a similar pattern. And that also goes back to your attachment style. So there's a way if you're anxious or avoidant attachment style to get to secure, which is, which is where we all want to be. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, well, I'm certainly eager to have our listeners dig deeper into your work and learn about it for themselves. Um, but let's talk about, um, you know, the post-pandemic world, we're going through something so extraordinary right now as uh, humanity. We're all experiencing the same kind of um, challenge all at the same time that has really affected our lives, our livelihoods, um, really everything that we thought we could trust and count on has been in some ways ripped away. And yet at the same time, there's also a lot of blessing and beauty that has emerged during this time. Yes. When you look to the future, you know, in the post-pandemic world, someday, whenever that happens, when we're behind this, what do you hope will change? And what do you hope stays the same? My greatest hope is that we all can see how important our interpersonal connections are, our human connections. Um, I think this was the best thing that could happen to, to show us that, hey, now you can't see anyone. You know, how is that feeling? What, like, I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people are going to um, realize how important their relationships are. And if, if, because a lot of people don't have even two or three really close friends, um, it might encourage them to, um, you know, start going to meetup groups, start opening, opening themselves up to meeting new people um, and breaking down 
breaking down that armor and letting their hair down and the importance of it, the importance of connecting to someone else. Um, mm -hmm. According to science, actually, I forgot the name of this uh, particular scientist, but she said that it only takes 40 seconds of human interaction to change the day of both people. 40 seconds. It could be with a stranger at the supermarket. It's amazing, right? Or you could just watch Governor Andrew Cuomo on TV. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And like, try not to drool because yeah. I too am in love with him. <laughs> exactly. Or I think we're all, you know, completely in love with him. So there's a whole bunch of Mrs. Oh Cuomo's God. coming out of this pandemic. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Well, Irene, this has been so special, and uh, thank you so much for sharing your thank wisdom you so much and your perspective, for me. and for bringing love and light into this world, and for helping all those that are feeling alone and isolated during this difficult time to gain some perspective, and hopefully, you know, begin that journey of transformation where they're able to look within and find even greater hope and love that radiates outside. So, thank you for being with us today, and um, thank you so much i really appreciate your time and thank you for all that you do i am obsessed with your podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you thanks for listening there are thousands of podcasts out there and we are so grateful that you've chosen to listen to ours visit iambeyondbarriers.com where you'll find show notes and links to all the resources referenced in this episode i'm sure to take the quiz on the website your score will tell you where you are what helps you gain momentum and what holds you back You'll also get a free guide with cutting-edge career strategies. We'd also love to hear from you. Share your comments and topic suggestions on IamBeyondBarriers.com, and we'll be sure to address them in future episodes. If you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and rate the podcast, or just tell a friend about it. See you next episode.